not want to get the crop. No. <laughs> that would be very unfortunate. Here we go. Ah, uh, yeah. One clap. One clap. First try. First try. Get my fucking... Get your fucking shit together. There we go. Welcome to episode 12. You know what time it is. It's time for Pod Heaven. <clears throat> Gotta get a good camera point in every once in a while. You know? <laughs> you, be- you better not, you better not m- miss, miss, miss the point. <laughs> we started this episode off with a Jaeger bomb. As you do. And now I got a Hef. And he's, what do you got? A little hazy little thing. Hazy little thing? Hazy little uh, thing. It's an IPA. Yep. So we are drinking. A little bit more heavy than usual. Yeah. But you know? <laughs> So you, I heard you brought me a surprise. So drum roll, please. Oh, drum roll. Nope. Problem. <laughs> there it is. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this new and exciting segment where we try stuff for the first time ever. So I never went... And did, did the cock, like, and so I had to put the gunshot in there. Yeah, you always got to just discharge your firearm. You got to. Otherwise, it might discharge when it wants to. You might discharge on somebody else. Anyways, so <laughs> I've been, I've been kind of wanting to see that, uh, try this for a while now. Um, it's very bro science-y. And, um, of course, I love anything bro science <laughs> So I never went to like... Like apparently this, you get introduced to this stuff when you're in high school, right? And you're kind of in the locker in, in the gym with all your your buddies, right? Sure. And one thing that they always use to kind of get your lifts up is called ammonia. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I've heard of like bodybuilders using that stuff, but yep, isn't that like cleaner? So they I mean, find- you can use it for cleaning, yeah. But so Juji, Juji Mufu, he makes uh, smelling salts. Is what he calls them. Smelling salts. Yep. So this one tastes tastes. Don't don't eat this. Don't drink it. This one smells like coffee, but it gives you the whole ammonia thing. So I've never done this before. That's really you've never you haven't tried it yet. I've never tried it before. <laughs> so, so you thought we should try it yeah on we're camera tr- we're gonna try it together on camera for the first time ever so it's called woke <laughs> all so, right dude yeah so, so apparently, you just smell it yeah so you just push down the, you shake it up i think yeah you shake it up and that kind of gets the fumes going sure yeah and you push down here and then you just give squeeze. it a whiff Squeeze and sniff. So this is legal? Yeah, this is 100% legal. This is totally legal. People do it like in, before their powerlifting meets and stuff. So what's the technology behind it? How do they get it to go through your nostrils to your bloodstream? Oh, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it actually like goes into your bloodstream and like enhances your performance or anything. It just like wakes you up and you're just all of a sudden you're just a hundred percent in the moment and yeah. you're like oh man all fired up your cns just just like fired up you know well i definitely i tried i sniffed a muscle relaxer one time you sniffed muscle relaxer yeah it's like a it's this type of i don't know what it's called i can't remember what it's called but it's is this little vial of stuff that you sniff and it relaxed your muscles oh. but i don't know how i don't understand that like how a fume well i guess i mean i don't know I think it's more of like your body just is like 
responds to it in a certain way. So I don't know. I've never tried it before. I didn't really look into the science behind it. I just know that people do it a lot. And um, <laughs> I wanted to try it. Sweet. <laughs> While well, everyone so, else is doing it. Yeah, everyone else is doing it. I want to do it. So it smells like coffee. So, so are we going to do it? You ready? Yeah. All right. Shake it up. <laughs> just give it a good shake and then you just pop it. Whoa! Oh. <laughs> oh. This good content, man. Holy cow! It does yet. not. You don't even have to like sniff. Oh. <laughs> See, I heard it kind of poof yeah. when you opened it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking at your eyes. Are just like. Oh. Eyes are all watering now, man. Woo. Okay. So I'm going to try to sniff the poof. <laughs> Whoa, man. <laughs> that was really something. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't smell like coffee. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Woo. Try the other nostril. <laughs> you can do it again. I think I'm going to just stick with the one. I'm awake now. Yeah, dude, that lit me up. That really lit me up. It's oh. like that first sip of coffee in the morning. That like feeling you get where you just kind of like. A thousand times. Man, does that have caffeine in it? No. It's just smelling salts. Smelling salts. Well, I definitely, there's these things called boom booms. Boom booms? Yeah, that you can, you can poof in your nostrils. Does the same deal? Same deal, kind kind of wow. thing. <laughs> so, how often is that? Can you just use that whenever you want, or is there a certain amount that's no, like get, too much? You get used to it, and it starts to kind of lose its effect. Sure, you know, but uh, just like alcohol or caffeine, yeah, or just like anything really. Yeah. Kind of your body gets used to it, and yeah, but. I'm ready to freaking pod, dude. Yeah, dude, I'm ready to go now. <laughs> Man, alive. <laughs> cool. So that's our new segment. Yeah, we just try things. Damn, I'm excited to see what, what we're going to try next week. Maybe I'll have something for you. <laughs> yeah, try to try to come up with something. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, because there's you got to be careful with the kind of stuff that you're trying. I mean, like, if, I, if that was one of my homies that showed me one of those things, I might pull out my phone and like Google it really quick. But yeah. like, I trust you. You're my brother. Like, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm fine doing that. But like, yeah, there's all kinds of things. You know, kids are, are, are vaping and they've found that vaping is a pretty good, healthy alternative to smoking. But yeah. now they're starting to find that there's certain vapes that people, you know, people are trying to make caffeine vapable. People are trying to make vapable vitamins. Uh-huh. And uh, you just got to be careful because, you know, it's not really that hard to get something. Get approved. A, get something approved. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, I know Joe, I know Joe, Ru Joe Rogan is Joe selling Rogan. The, the shroom tech stuff. Yeah. And uh, apparently those have got some, some types of mushrooms in there that can help enhance your brain. And, and uh, huh. that's really cool. But enhance your brain, like cognitive abilities. Well, just like, yeah, just like mental performance. Oh. You know, just like everybody's the, the same type of feeling everybody's chasing with caffeine or coffee or that stuff. Right. You know. This stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want, I want to try that now before I go like do a max lift or something. Yeah, dude. Just do that real quick. Everybody just needs like a boost of energy. Yeah, just yeah. to fire up the CNS. I think that's the biggest thing is like it just... The central nervous system just all of a sudden, boof. Yeah, just bro. kind of. There's benefit to that, you know. Yeah, it might be short term, but like, I don't know. I just know that I need something in the morning. <laughs> I need some caffeine. I need some coffee. I need like, I had a smoothie today, which set me up really well. But, nice. But yeah, dude. Yeah, I've been having just like a bowl of berries in the morning with some granola on top of it. Berries. 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 Friends and hotels. <laughs> That's a throwback. Welcome to the pod, everybody. 
Last week, we were talking about a little bit about dark psychology. And I was kind of just spitballing. Yeah. I, I wanted to talk about it on the podcast because it's something that I've ran into in my life in the situations I've been in with people and stuff. And, and uh, I wanted to bring it up, but I'll be honest, I haven't researched it very much. So I did a little bit more research and I came back today with some more, uh, more thoughtful notes. Cool. So dark psychology, while psychology is the study of human behavior and is central to our thoughts, actions, and interactions, the term dark psychology is the phenomenon by which people use tactics of motivation, persuasion, manipulation, and coercion to get what they want. So it's a method of manipulating people, you know, and reverse psychology is kind of one of those things, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I can't think of an example of reverse psychology. Oh, right now. Right. But yeah, like, I think I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like trying to get somebody to think or answer a question a certain way based on how you answer the question. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not reverse psychology, but that's a good example of dark psychology. And oh, is it kind of like, like reverse psychology is like, you would never, so I want you to go right, right? But I would say, people who go left are just stupid. You know, you would never go left, yeah. would you? Because I want you to go right. Because you want me to go right, yeah. Okay, something like that. Or like, there's no way you could finish that album before yeah. the end of the year. Like, I would say that to a lot of my artists Yep. to get them to go, right, oh yeah? yeah? You don't think so? <laughs> Watch me. Well, check it out, yeah. you know? And, you know, that's kind of a good way to use dark psychology, I think. Yeah. And I think this is more talking about, like, to manipulate somebody to do something they wouldn't normally do. Yeah. Because you can manipulate somebody not to steal something if you know they're planning on stealing something. Yeah. Then you could use reverse psychology or dark psychology to help talk them out of that. Uh Uh-huh. You know, and a lot of, like, witches that I know people who practice Wicca, right? Their whole, the, the thing, you know, Christians love their neighbors as themselves. Wiccans do as they please. If it harms none, that's the, I think that's the, the slogan for witches. Okay. Okay. (laughs) But, uh, so that's kind of, that's kind of a little different, but, um, And last week I was talking about how people, you know, use dark psychology against the people who go go based off of vibes. Right. You know, they they go, I caught a vibe off this person. And I said in last week's podcast that I don't think humans directly feel vibrations of emotion. Okay. I don't think that's entirely true. I think sometimes when somebody walks in the room like angry, Like you can almost physically feel that sometimes. But I just think there's more science that goes into it behind just you feeling that emotion. Right. You know, you look at their face and that triggers something in you that's seen a face like that on somebody who was angry before. Yeah. And so now you feel angry, you know, or like. Or you know that they're angry, especially if you know the person. Yeah. On a personal level, you've known each other forever. You know what they look like when they walk in a room. Yeah. But, and you know what they look like when they're pissed off. Right. You know, so just being able to see somebody walk in. Yeah. I think that you definitely can feel it. Yeah. So, you know, and I think a lot of, so you have to kind of be careful when you're, when you're out there in the world, you have to protect your energy. Um, and I think a better way to protect your energy than through crystals and through, I think crystals are great. You know, I have a bunch of awesome crystals, but I think the bottom line is meditation. I think that's one spiritual practice that that all religions yeah. recommend you should do. Yeah. And lots of, you know, fitness coaches recommend you should yes. do. Lots of everybody, business coaches, you know, tons of people recommend you should meditate. And... So an empath, I don't know if I brought that up already, but empaths, the trademark of an empath is feeling and 
and absorbing other people's emotions and or physical symptoms because of their high sensitivities. These people filter the world through their intuition and have a difficult time intellectualizing their feelings. So I've always kind of considered myself an empath. And empathetic? Yeah. Is that kind of the, yeah. Yes. Okay. Empathetic person. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I've never viewed that as like a superpower, you know? No. I think, you know, you like, like you were just saying earlier, you were affected by our sister not being in town. Right. She was away, you know, working on some things and that affected you Mm -hmm. emotionally. Yep. Because you felt her pain. You felt her emotion. You know, and I think that's, that's, that's empathy. You know, a lot of empaths <laughs> or a lot of people who claim that they're empaths, it seems like they're kind of caught up in this woo-woo mentality. I don't think there's anything woo. No. Th- okay. I'm just going to say it. There's nothing woo-woo about empathy at no, all. It not. is 100% a learned trait. If you have, I always hate this thing of people say, you were just born with such a good work ethic. Yeah. Drives me nuts. It's like, no, I did not. I was not born with a good work ethic. I worked at it to get my work ethic, yeah. right? I was not born with motivation. It's something mm-hmm. that I learned. Same thing with empathy. Yeah. You're not born as an empathetic person. Yeah. You learn that mm-hmm. through your upbringing and who you are as a person. You're, yeah, so it's not. <laughs> I think you might be born with a curiosity. Right. You know, and then that that kind of, makes you, you know, when people tell you, oh, you have so much empathy or, oh, you, you might be an empath. Mm-hmm. Then you kind of look into that. You know, I think that's a trait you can be born with. That's kind of like, it makes you want to pursue those things more Yeah, and look into that. Cause I've had people tell me, you know, you seem like you're an empath or you seem like you're an indigo soul. Have you ever heard of that? Uh-uh. An indigo soul is like a soul that's been reincarnated a million times. Like a soul that's like your soul is, if you're an indigo soul, it means your soul is old, very, okay. very old. You're an old soul. Old soul. <laughs> but <clears throat> not just old person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So dark psychology affects a lot of these people who, who want to be the superhero with the superpower of empathy. Like you just, you know, you said it pretty bluntly. There is no fucking superpower. Yeah. Empathy is a learned skill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that to a certain extent, that's true. But I also think that more people feel for other people more. Like me, I'm pretty, I'm pretty career driven. So I don't really focus too much on the emotions that I feel, you know, from people. But when, when, you, when you're feeling empathy, again, I just think there's, there's science behind it. Like you're saying, I think that you're, that, you know, you're picking up on that person's vibrations because of a certain scientific fact. Right. You know, you're looking at their body language and that's triggering your brain to think a certain way. You're hearing what they say and the tone that they say it in and you're comparing that with tones that you've heard in the past from other people. And you're trying to figure out how this person is feeling and why they're communicating. And there's so much that's going on in your brain while that stuff is happening. And so you have to protect that energy. If you feel that, to feel for people, if you feel like you feel for people all the time and you're absorbing their energy and you're taking on their burdens and stuff, you have to figure out how to feel that energy from them, feel that emotion, and then project to them what your decision would be, you know, to give them some advice and then take that and, and, and give it to them and leave it with them. And don't try to, don't try to shoulder that burden. Because you, it, you're not the, you're not meant to be the one to do that for all of your friends. You know, you can help your friends with their problems without shouldering all of their burdens, and you can do this by meditating to protect your energy. I think. Yeah, I think if if the word energy is kind of throwing you off, like I know a lot of people, that word energy kind of throws them off in a different direction. But I just think it, it, people interpret it a hundred different ways. Right, exactly. Depending on how you were brought up, you know, if somebody comes up and says, hey, I can feel the energy that you're putting out, then mm-hmm. some people might think that is a little bit hippie, you yeah. know, and a kind of a little bit, you know, on that whole thing. So um, one thing that I've 
I've kind of helped myself because I was that person. Like I went and I started seeing a masseuse and she would use these words like, I can feel your energy and I'm releasing this energy into right. the world and stuff. And I'm like, what? <clears throat> I don't, I don't get this. Like you, how can you feel ener my energy? Yeah. But it's just kind of like, and I've, I haven't really fully figured it out. I'm still kind of fleshing it, fleshing it out in my head, you know, about kind of how I, how I interpret this whole thing of, you know, energy and stuff, but it's really just, uh, it has, it's, it's, it's more the best way that we've as human beings have been able to communicate this feeling yeah. to other human beings is, <laughs> is by calling it energy, mm -hmm. but don't think of it as like electricity. Sure. You know, as like, cause that, that's, that's, my, where my brain went instantly was like, oh, energy, you can feel my electricity. Right. Like, see, that that doesn't make any sense to me. But it's, but it's, it's, I think, unfortunately, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, the best way that we've learned how to communicate it in a specific way to other human beings is like, I can feel your energy. Yeah. But, but don't get caught up on the word energy. Yeah. What, right? what they're saying is, I can, I can see visually your body language yes. and what you're saying to me is, is coming across and I can, I can feel your emotion. Mm -hmm. You know, I can tell that you're sad or I can tell that you're angry. I can tell that you're happy or I know you're passionate about this. You know, I can feel your energy. Right. One thing that when you said at the beginning, when we first started talking about like dark psychology, mm -hmm. um, I see this done all the time. I just, this is actually what I did my, my live video on today um, was about kind of this idea of marketing hmm. and marketing can be kind of seen as dark psychology. Yes. Right. Um, Absolutely. So the word dark psychology, I automatically think of a bunch of people in black robes with hoods on, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. conjuring up spirits and stuff, yeah. but that's not, eh. That's why I called last week's episode Black Magic. Black Magic, right. <laughs> so that's that's ultimately kind of where my brain jumps to. Uh -huh. But it's it's not necessarily evil. Yeah. Right? In nature. It's marketing, like I said, marketing does it all the freaking time. Yeah. And uh the way I explained it was like in this world, there's a bunch of like fitness influencers and there's a bunch of people in the fitness industry and they're all trying and most of them are trying to sell you a product, right? Mm -hmm. But there's so many of them that people have to now step outside of maybe what people might call moral and start to say that they have the one and only, you know, uh, solution to your problem. By saying this is the secret, this is the this is the thing that's going to help you get to your goal. You just do this one thing, this one thing, <laughs> and you're going to fit, fit. You're going to get to your goal. Yeah. And right there, you can kind of see this problem. <clears throat> is there all they're trying to do is sell you a product because that's what that's their bread and butter. That's how they survive, yeah. right? But now they've they've got to set themselves up above everybody else. So now they say they have the one thing that's going to help you get there, so that that gets your attention. Yeah. To actually go and go forward and buy the product right. right but unfortunately what that does is now people see that and they go oh i've got the one thing that's going to help this is the one thing that's going to help me get to my goal and then they buy it and then the, it helps them at the beginning because it's a new stimulus to the body sure. right so i talked about that in a few yep. past things where you you don't have to you know you don't just keep increasing you don't just find one modality of, of fitness and just ride that out to the end. You have to constantly be adding new stimulus. So you go and you, you say you're running for your main source of fitness right now. And then you all of a sudden you go out and you start to, you go out and you buy this dude's perfect program, the one thing that's gonna help you get to your goal, right? Found it. Found it. Here we go. And then you do that and it's a new stimulus on the body. So of course it's gonna work. It's working. At the beginning. So now you think, now you're sold. Dude. You're sold on the one thing. I'm telling everybody, Anna. Yeah, exactly. You're writing all the the five star ratings on their <laughs> their website and Google and stuff, and then that's where all their five star ratings come from. But then you plateau, mm -hmm. and now you did. But 
but you were say a couple years out from your goal and you, you and you did this new program for six months and you hit a plateau, right? Yeah. You didn't reach your goal, right? You needed to be doing, seeing results for two years to get where you wanted to be, but you only went for six months because that's, that's how long it took your body to adapt to that new stimulus. Now you start to think that, oh my gosh, this is my, I'm the problem. This is the main, this is the main, this is the secret to everybody's fitness. Like, look at all these people over here. It worked for them. Why didn't it work for me? You know, and you kind of start to get this, like, you can kind of see where that could be potentially damaging because Dude, now, yeah, for sure. Now people, now this person who, who thinks it's them, right? Well, I think they kind of set it up that way too, to where if it doesn't work for you, then you, you end up blaming yeah, it on yourself. Exactly. So that's why I think where it can actually really become dark, dark. psychology because then it's becoming harmful. Right. You know, and now it's months, years before you even try again. Right? Dude, that's so killer, man. That's so key. Yeah, I totally agree. I think what you said in the beginning of that is is key, you know. Dark psychology isn't necessarily dark, you know. Um, find ways to use it for good. And if you meet somebody who's really into dark psychology, you know, try to use it against them to think differently about it if they're using it for evil, yeah. you know. Try to get in their head and, and, yeah. and make them want to do good. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That was a great segment. That was great. This is one of your recent covers, huh? Yeah, dude. That's I great. covered Fall Apart by Post Malone. It's awesome. fun man yeah you did a good good job with that one thanks <laughs> you watched that whole video i don't watch the whole thing i just i just saw the, the clips on youtube oh yeah that. that's all you need to see man <laughs> that's all you need to see because i'm just the only reason i'm doing these covers is just for clickbait it's just to get get a video that i can post on seven platforms you know mm -hmm. post a minute of it on instagram well i've been posting the whole fucking thing on instagram now because yeah. they you can upgrade you can upload full length videos to igtv no, that's right. We yeah. should be putting our podcast on there too. IGTV? On IGTV and on Facebook too. You can upload the whole video to there. I usually just use the YouTube link. But then that takes people over to YouTube. So it might be might create less friction for them if we just put it right there on Facebook. But yeah. <laughs> we don't have to think give, about we don't have to give away all our <laughs> marketing techniques. Shh, it's a secret. <laughs> But I wanted to uh, open up the music segment. You can go check out that video on YouTube. I'll leave a link in the description. Uh, I want to clear something up real quick. Uh-oh. People twisting your words? Bro. <laughs> no. Good. No one really cares. No but one really cares. I was just watching our videos, and I just realized that all my mixes sound like shit in, the, in our podcast. It's like the songs... In our podcast is really? when I'm playing the songs on here for whatever reason, you know, it's just hard to, I'm not good at mixing podcasts. Oh. And so it's hard to get everything to come through at the right level and just get it all balanced out by the end, but I'm getting better at it Yeah, and I'm going to get a new computer soon. But yeah, don't judge my mixing abilities <laughs> by what you hear on the podcast because that is n nine times out of ten is either a demo or is not the final mix like that is not how i mix i got plenty of music on spotify you can go listen to and get an idea for how i'm mixing now you can even dig through the soundcloud you can scroll down oh my gosh i gotta scroll <laughs> Dude, you can scroll work. down that's what russ always says <laughs> Russ is a rapper. He's been rapping for like years and years and years. And he had 11 albums out on, on SoundCloud before he even signed a deal 
with a record label. Oh my gosh. And uh, it's not even like a, a traditional record deal. It's a half and half deal. So he still owns half of, he still owns all of his material. I think and I think he keeps a hundred percent of his streams and I don't really know how the label makes money, but well, you know, that's what he always says. You can scroll down. You can scroll down. Yeah. I got content for days, man. You can scroll down. <laughs> nice. But yeah, so I've been talking on these Facebook groups and stuff about mixing and about producing and so I kind of wanted to dive in a little bit to some really detailed stuff <clears throat> about production and uh, how to mix. Because a lot of these guys that are really, really talented musicians, you know, they want to get their music online. They want to publish it and they want to put it on Spotify and iTunes and all that. But, you know... They're, they're, they're good at playing music and they're good at creating music, but getting it to that level to post on a platform, there's a few things you have to do. There's, you know, there's some work that has to go into that. And part of that is mixing and mastering. And I think a lot of guys, you know, some new guys I've asked, how do you, how do you mix? What's your process for mixing? And they go, well, I use this plugin called halftime. And I'm like... <laughs> Halftime's not a mixing plugin. Halftime is is what you use while you're arranging the song, while you're creating it in in the DAW, in the digital audio workstation. And mixing is something you do after you've got your whole song arranged how you want it, right? So, <clears throat> what most people will do is they'll mix as they go. Uh-huh. They'll add an EQ to a sound when they drop it in there, and they'll add some compression to it you know, to thicken it up and to sound how it's going to sound in the finished product. And this is a really good strategy to use when you're new, you know, because you don't know how the kick is supposed to sound. Right. So it might be good just to throw a kick into a project file and then watch some videos on how you should mix it and then mix it to how you want it and then move on to the snare, you know, and go one step at a time like that. But at a certain point, you're going to have to separate your arrangement process from your mixing process. And I learned this when I started working at a record label. And just that, you know, there's some fundamentals of music production and mixing is one of those. And so it's good to record all of your instruments at about negative 12 dB. So when you're looking at your mixer and you look at how big that level's coming in, you know, when you've got your guitar plugged in and you're playing, you want to make sure it's coming in at negative 12 dB-ish. You know, it can float around in there. Kind of same thing with a vocal, kind of same thing with piano, kind of same thing with any type of drums or percussion instrument. You know, if you're going to have like a shaker in your track, then sure. You know, that's not even going to be up front in the mix. So you can record that at negative 6 dB or negative 15 dB at a lower volume, right? But you know, your, your core instruments, you want those all up front in the mix. And so mm. it's better to spend less time mixing while you're creating. And I get it. You know, when you're new, you don't know, you're like, my, this sounds like shit. You know, my kicks all weak, my snares all weak. <laughs> but if you start trying to add saturation to those sounds and you start trying to bring those out right in the beginning of making that song, you're going to, you're going to hinder your creative process. You want to be oh, able to just create, 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 create. Yeah arrange that song, throw a bunch of sounds in there, do whatever you can, like then start adding the swells on the cello. Then start adding right. the, you know. Get the bare bones, make the foundation first. Yeah, it's crazy because I've been, I've been watching you do our, our, our Tainted Souls stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just kind of, there's been a couple of times where I've been like, I'm ready to jump and go, that, di- oh, Let's just see where he's going with this. Yeah. Let's just let's just hang on for a second because mm-hmm. I can and I can see that you know you haven't sat back in your chair and you're like this isn't what I'm 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 messing around with stuff. Hold on, I'm yeah. still figuring this out. You know, you don't just <laughs> and it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, dude. There's a lot of a lot of stuff that excuse me picking the steak out of your teeth. <laughs> How long has that been there? I don't know. That mic bar is going right across your mouth. Okay. <laughs> I'll just hide from the camera. <laughs> <clears throat> they probably can't see it. But yeah, so 
mixing is separate from your creative process. Don't try to do the two together. To a certain extent, you know, sometimes you're like, you know, the, the primary instrument in this song is obviously the kick drum. So I'm going to fucking throw an EQ and a compressor and a, and a saturation on the kick drum and I'm going to get it to the front of the mix so I can, you know, kind of base the rest of the, the song around that. So, and that's great. But once you kind of get a few of those things in your head, I can go, I know this kick doesn't sound good right now, but I know it's going to sound good at the end product. So I'm going to save that for later. Makes sense. So create your song and then export your stems. Exporting stems, if you don't want to learn how to mix and you don't want to learn how to master, just learn how to export stems. This will drastically increase your options as an artist. If you just learn how to record a song raw and then export the stems, then you can send them to a producer and your producer now has control over all those sounds and he can decide how much saturation the kick drum should have. And you know you can just focus on writing the song and creating. Now, you're gonna have to pay him. Now you're gonna have to pay the producer if you're gonna go that route. So that's why I kind of tried to learn everything. And you know, I have my struggles by trying to be a kidding. trying to be a jack of all <laughs> trades. But and the way you export stems is you look at your every every digital audio workstation can do it, whether you use an FL Studio, whether you use an Ableton, Logic. Cakewalk, freaking Pro Tools, whatever you got, Cubase. You can export stems. You pull up your mixer and you get each sound routed to your mixer. Some DAWs will automatically route all your songs to the, your, your sounds to the mixer. In FL Studio, you have to assign each track individually to the mixer. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, get on Google and start Googling some words. Or just call you. Or just call me <laughs> and I'll do this shit for you. You can pay me. But... Uh, get look at your mixer, <clears throat> get everything assigned to an individual to an individual track, and then learn how to export each audio wave file that's going through each one of those tracks on your mixer without any effects on it. Right, so you can either go through and mute all your effects and just say, you know, it's fine to throw an EQ on there while you're creating, but when you export the stems, take it off. And, and bring it back to a raw sound. And then, and, and even if you're mixing it yourself, still go through this process so that if you come to a point in your career where you're writing a song that you know you're not gonna be able to mix well and you need help with, then you can just export the stems and send it out, you know? So you export your stems, you pull them into a new project file. So you have audio waveforms. You don't have any MIDI, you don't have any digital synthesizers or plugins trying to do a bunch of stuff, you know? You're going to be throwing a lot of EQ and a lot of compression, doing a lot of effects for your mixing. So you want to make sure, you know, none of your, none of your, well, and it's a gray area because some, some stems you want to have the effects on. Like if I record a raw guitar sample through Amplitude, then I want the Amplitude on there. So I want to make sure I export that stem with the effects on it and all the other ones without the effects. Get on Google guys. <laughs> Google is your friend. You got to keep up, man. Damn, that thing is like firing me up, dude. <laughs> What's it called? Alpha? Oh. Arda, uh, Arda woke. Bulk? Woke. Woke coffee. Shout out to woke, dude. Yeah, Juju Mufu. He's, uh, he's hilarious, but man, he's got some good stuff. <laughs> I'm on a vibe, dude. This stuff's great. But nice. Yeah, it's funny because when I was doing, you were mixing my YouTube covers back a couple, a couple years ago. Yeah. I would always send you the stuff mm -hmm. with the, like the effects on it. Yeah. And you, you say, nope, send me the stuff with the raw stuff. Yeah, raw. You know, and. Cause, Cause like, that's, that's the, the first thing you're gonna do as an artist. You're gonna, yeah. I don't want this producer to hear my raw vocal. Yeah. The producer has already heard a hundred million raw vocals. Oh yeah. And if he hasn't, then he's not a good producer. Yeah. It's so. not, not anything new. He's not gonna be judging you like, this guy sounds like crap. Yeah. No, he's not gonna be saying that. He might. And if he does, then well, go find somebody else. <laughs> yeah, or, <laughs> you or know? Look, at, look at your technique a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> but uh yeah, so I, that was the first thing. And then when we were doing the tainted soul stuff, I, I was sending you some um samples, you know, and I I had to figure out how to do the whole I, I'm Stem a personal export. trainer. Yeah, you know, and I had to figure out how to 
export my stems. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't that hard, was it? No, it Googled and then Google was like, here, that's how you do it. Yeah. Like, oh, dang. That's easy. So, yeah. That's no problem. And it might take you a couple tries, but I'm telling you, like, if you want to play with the big boys, like, there's some fundamentals you got to get down. Yep. And I love the fact that you've found an incredible creative process that you can use to create music that nobody's heard before. And I love the fact that you're breaking all the rules, you know, and you're, and you're out there doing, <laughs> making music that nobody would put on the radio. That's great. <laughs> but I'm, t- but I'm telling you, just learn a few things, learn the, learn a few fundamentals and figure out how music does get on the radio, mm-hmm. you know, just so you can, you, you have that as an option. Especially if you're trying to make it somewhere, you know, cause I know, the, the, the biggest thing that I, we had to get over as an artist was that we're going to put out our stuff and we're going to have our idea of what we want it to sound like. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to make it big, if you're trying to get it like appeal to the masses, you don't have to sell out. That's not no. what I'm saying. But there are a few things that you have to be able to move on. You can't just be, this is the way it needs to sound. And it's, if it doesn't sound like this, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Because. Allow your producer some creative control. Yeah. Have a little buffer room. Just yeah. a little bit. I mean, know where you're going to say, this is it. This is as far as I want to go. You know, don't be a pushover. Yeah. That's you, can draw, you can draw the line at any time. As draw artist. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. But don't say, but don't be like super, super, like give no wiggle room at all. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Got to be open-minded, man. You got to taste different things. Yeah. You know, I've unlocked so much freedom in my career path and, and the things that I can do as a musician now because, you know, I spent five years learning production. I decided that, you know, I was going to humble myself and I was going to maybe, you know, maybe not move as fast as I could in the music industry, but, you know, learn some things that would really, really, op- you know, broaden my horizons as an artist and you know i'm i'm the tortoise so i took that route you know and i started making edm and i started making hip-hop and you know kept doing the rock and roll thing a little bit but and now i'm getting back more into rock and roll now but but you know it's funny because everybody kind of tells me to go in a different direction everybody says you know some people know me as dj heaven sent and like some people know me as like heaven sent, like a spiritual entity, like a like oh day. And other people know me as like heaven sent, like the rapper. Yeah. And then like other people know me as Austin with Bent Beat. And it's just like like nobody really knows what I do because I I do it all. And and uh, and everybody's kind of a fan of a little part of what I do, but and they don't pay attention to to what I'm doing outside of that. Hmm. You know and. Maybe it's not even a great idea to be talking about production on this in this type of a setting, but I really think that a lot of producers need to hear, you know, that your arrangement process should be separate from your mixing process. Sure, throw some things on while you're, you know, while you're creating, but when once you export your stems, make sure you turn all your effects off. Yeah. And start from scratch. So I had some other things, but Save it for the next one. Save it for the next one. <laughs> We're killing it, man. Yeah. This is episode 12, dude. Episode 12. It's going to make me famous. We're getting better with every single one. drums come in man (laughs) (laughs) this one i made a while back called schecter delic that's great just another edm track just digital sounds a little bit guitar Cut off. Oh, that's it. Yo, that song's tight. Dang, I like that one, man. It's awesome.
Round of applause for Heaven Sent. Yeah. The EDM DJ. Yeah, because that's all I do. Yeah, you, <laughs> you don't, you're not an artist. You're just a DJ. Not. Anyway. Oh, shit, that's the pan knob. <laughs> there we go. That's the Anyways, fitness noise. There we go. <laughs> the fitness noise. You know what that means. Whoa, we're about to get buff. About to get swole. You want to talk about my diet? Yeah, we can go over that real quick. Let's do that. Because nice. I don't really remember it very well, so I don't think we're going to make too much progress. Oh. But <laughs> I did it. I've just been eating more protein. I've just been trying to think more protein. Because yeah. I, you know, like I said, I'm not writing anything down. I was going to try to write some stuff down this week, but it's just not enough of a priority in my life to to really get into it. You know, if if I come here and you tell me I need to eat more protein, then I'm gonna go and, and and try to start eating some more protein. And if I if I take baby steps for long enough and I stay disciplined with it, then I might start to write some stuff down. But nice, yeah, that's and that's crazy. And you hit the nail on the head right there. I don't even think you realize how what the, the significance of what you just said. But it's crazy. That's why I always tell people focus on protein. Yeah, because it's easy. It's so simple. It's one easy thing to do. Is just eat yeah. a little bit more protein. And you just eat protein. You focus on protein because most of the time people go to the bread, they go to the sugar, yeah. carbs right away, right? But now you just you switch it over. Yeah. Now you're eating less carbs. You're eating more. You're eating more protein, which is going to be more satiating. So therefore, you're going to eat less. Yeah. And in the set, and in the way that now you're eating less because you're eating more protein, and you now you have less calories coming in. Right. Just from focusing on one thing, I'm gonna eat more protein. And all of a sudden, it just takes care of a bunch of other things just super easily. Yeah. You know? So if more people did that, and that's exactly why I tell people to do that. Just eat more protein. Eat whether more you need protein. to lose weight or whether you need to gain weight, really, right? Yeah. Yeah. You got. I mean, you got to watch your calories if you're trying to gain weight. If you don't eat enough calories, you're not going to put on any weight. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, if you're trying to lose weight, a good way to lose weight is to just focus on protein because then you eat less. Yeah. And then you're going to lose weight. Yeah. Rather than subtracting things out of your diet, just add more good things. Yeah. Like what's easier for you to do? Like, okay, I want you to just eat less. That's kind of, that's, that's pretty daunting for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, people don't real, like if you tell somebody to eat less, then that means like, I'm just going to eat less than I normally do. And you're going to be hungry all the time. Yeah. But if I say eat more protein, Uh you're going to eat the same amount of food. Yeah. But you're going to focus on protein. You're going to feel fuller sooner. And so I guess you aren't going to be eating the same amount of food. So you're going to be focusing on protein. You'll feel fuller sooner and you'll be eating less food that way. Yeah. And it's, it's, just, it's just a different way of looking at it, but it's way easier. Mm. So good job. Yeah, good job, dude. dude. So, so a little more protein. I had a bunch of stromboli this week. I had hamburgers. I had... I had breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day this week. I think that was pretty key too. Every day? You know, every day. Nice. I, I hit all three meals. That's kind of been one of my problems is just just not working into my schedule. You know, but Ashley's going to the grocery store today, and then I'm going to go pick up some stuff. And um, I've got a really good plan this week. I've got some stuff. I've got another Notion set up actually. Oh, for, yeah for my meals there you go and i've got like steak on there and stromboli and pizza and you know i've got like seven lunches seven breakfasts and then like four dinners because ashley is gonna fast three dinners out of each week or she's gonna fast four days yeah for dinner out of each week i think and so she's gonna cook three dinners a week and I'm going to cook the other four and okay. I'm going I'm to start making French dip and stromboli and tacos and there you go and stuff. And that's good. And then I'll have that stuff left over for lunch uh-huh. the next day that I can bring that to the studio. And yeah. I think I'm probably going to have one day a week where I just do a whole bunch of meal prep. There you but, go. Nice. See, that's good. But see, it's interesting because you just, just starting to think about it more. Mm-hmm. You know, you made a notion for it. Yeah. You know, and that even just, doing that little bit is going to help you kind of become more, like you said, you say you're not really thinking about it that much. That's why writing it down is, is a huge, uh, is a huge benefit to you 
because in a sense, now you are thinking about it more, you know, but now it's written down in front of you. So I guess, yeah, you wouldn't really have to think about it that much. So yeah. no, you're not thinking about it as much, but you have something to remind you. Yeah. I think you're, you're saying I'm, I'm, I actually am thinking about it. Yeah. A little more than I should be probably. <laughs> well, I mean, not should be, but more than you giving yourself credit for. Yeah. Well, if I wrote it down, you know, then I wouldn't have to. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. So that's good. Anyways. Well, nice, dude. Good work with the that. Body, the body is a crazy thing. Body is a crazy thing, man, because that's one thing that I wanted to talk about today was um, um, a lot of people when they go into, say, weight loss, right, they don't or they want to gain weight, whatever your, your goal is, right? Your body is constantly trying to reach a state of like homeostasis, right? where it's just kind of like it's not in a state of trying to adapt to something yeah right and that's why you can't just do the same workout forever and ever and ever and always see results because your body reaches a state of homeostasis right where it's just it's adapted to that stimulus that you are you're already doing right and it doesn't have to like really try to become better to meet that so one thing that can really screw with you though is this fact that um if you're not losing weight you it can be there can be it can be multiple um multiple different things right that can keep you from losing weight so um stress being one of them right so when somebody's trying to lose weight they can be having their macros completely dialed in. Uh-huh. They can have their calorie intake completely dialed in, like dialed in. They can have their workout program completely dialed in. They could be working with a nutritionist, a personal trainer. Everything is just aligning perfectly, but they're not losing weight. Hmm. Why is that? It's because the their sleep is off. Sleep. Right. That could be, that's a really big one. Like I've, I've seen people who have been just like, they're not gaining weight. They're not losing weight. They're not getting stronger. And it's because they're only getting five hours of sleep every single night. Mm. They don't have that part dialed in. Then, or they're married and they're at home and they're constantly fighting with their spouse and they're not getting their needs met there. And there's just a huge stress, stress just placed on the body at all times. You're not going to lose weight at that point, right? Because the body's not at homeostasis, right? It's not cool. It's just like, it thinks it's in trouble is basically what's happening. Oh, shit. Because as we've, you know, evolved, if, if you want to call it that way, we're created, whatever. Whatever your, your view is how we got here today. Sure. We were, we're, ba- we're made to survive. Yeah. We are going to do whatever it takes to survive, right? And if there's a stress on us, our body doesn't know the difference between your buddy's hiding around the corner and he just jumped out and scared the crap out of you. He does, it doesn't know if that happened or if you worked out or if you're having problems at home or if you know, um, you're not sleeping enough. It all thinks, it all sees that as just one thing. It's trauma. It's trauma. And that's it. And it's like, I am, we're in trouble. Something is not right at any moment. We're going to need this energy that we have to get out of here and survive. That's killer. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to give up the weight. I'm not going to put on the weight, you know? And it's not until you figure that stress out and you bring yourself back down to homeostasis, to homeostasis that you're going to be able to progress. You think meditation would help with that too? Meditation is a big one to kind of, you know, because a lot of times we don't realize that there's just kind of this in the back of our minds, the stress that's going on constantly. Yeah. We don't really realize it's there. But until we meditate, until we kind of take a break, settle down, and really analyze what's going on, that we realize, oh, that's there. And that's maybe why I can't lose the weight. Maybe why I can't put on the weight. Maybe why I can't get stronger, whatever. Dude. So it's not 
we've always been we've always been told that um, it's it's because we're eating too much, you know. But you could have everything dialed, but and it's it's oftentimes overlooked. And it's it's really 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 crucial. And really, Homeostasis. Really yep. It's uh. Yeah, it's it's something that you can't be it can't be overlooked. So that's like a medical term, homeostasis. Because I feel like I've read that in a science book. Yeah, it's like a scientific term. It's a scientific yeah. term. Yeah, just meaning that you're level. It's like kind Yo. of the easiest way to explain that. Dude, I feel like that's like kind of like you know the oneness that all the hippies are chasing and all the. You know, every religion yeah. is chasing, really. Yeah, oneness. Yeah. You know, what? what's another word for it? Om. Om, yeah. Kind of like the, the yin and yang thing, you know. make If you have too much yin, you have too much yang. Yeah. I don't know much about that. Got to get your yang in check, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, that stuff will do it. For sure. Yeah, this is like... This will put you into a that, that fight or flight, just like quick. I'm having a great time. It man. takes you out of homeostasis real quick. I could definitely, definitely use that. Yeah, I'm excited. I've got I've got this stuff. I'm gonna try it in a workout sometime, dude. I'm gonna probably have to get myself a bottle, but I might have to have Ashley hide it from me. Yeah, and only use it in specific spots before yeah. i perform yeah that'd be great right before Ooh, i perform yeah dude. dude that would get you right in the moment i feel like i could remember all the lyrics nice like just without because that was kind of my problem on fourth of july just yeah wanted to perform but yeah you got some other things that were kind of distracting you from it so yeah. gotcha and i didn't think i was gonna be able to remember the lyrics because <laughs> of that <laughs> yeah gotcha <laughs> so all right guys well here's what you got to do if you're listening to us on Instagram or Facebook, we're at Pod Heaven, Austin and Devin. And on YouTube, Pod Heaven, Austin and Devin as well. Make sure you go like. Uh, dude, we want to hear you comment like in the comment section. Comment on our stuff. Comment on our stuff. Please leave a comment. <laughs> Let us know what you think. And um, yeah, and then on Twitter, that's the only one that's different. It's Pod Heaven AD. Yeah. Go follow us there. Um, but yeah, if you got any questions, that's where to find us. Make sure you you let us know about all the questions you got. We would answer them right now. Yeah. On the podcast, live, in person. So uh, let us know what you got. Anyways, thanks for tuning in, you guys. We will see you next week.
Thank mm-hmm. you.